back with another one. As, uh, another one. DJ DJ Kylie would say. How you doing, man? Well, I'm doing good. I know you were shitting bricks for Hello. a minute there. Hey, dude. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. It, it had it had me stressed out. Honestly, I want to say that's probably the most like stressed out I've been <laughs> like all season. That game had me messed up. Dude, yeah, well, definitely, um, everyone, welcome to the cast. We're, this is definitely going to be a football episode. We just had the divisional games happen, so we'll definitely recap the games, recap some emotions, uh, <laughs> and then we'll definitely do our picks for the championship games. Um, hopefully, we're not too uh, bummed out or very excited, depending on how those go. Uh, but, <laughs> but before we do that, uh, we do have a couple side topics that we wanted to jump in. First and foremost, welcome to Sigma Duocast. Um, I'm one of the hosts, Rick, and I'm joined via telecommunications, Rudy. Welcome, welcome. Oh, man, I'm pumped. I'm, dude, I'm juiced. Got the um, Centauri whiskey. I should be drinking some Termoni because <clears throat> we're going to be talking a little bit about The Rock today, but... Um, <laughs> But yeah, man. Um, first thing on the on the uh, on the list here to briefly talk about is you know we're based uh, Sigma's based out of California, and this past uh, year we they announced they passed the law where minimum wage for fast food workers are going up to twenty bucks starting April first. That would be one hell of a sick prank if on that day they go April Fools. We ain't doing all that, right, well, dude? <laughs> Everybody, I, all the fast food workers are probably just strike, bro. All gone. Everyone's gonna quit, man. So everybody's so you, gonna quit. So yeah, you're you're hearing that right. The minimum wage for fast food workers on April, starting April first, is gonna be twenty dollars. Um, what are your thoughts on that, man? I don't like it. I, I mean, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest with you, bro. I, I don't like it. Um. To me, I think there are – I mean, here, here's the thing. We live in one of the most expensive states that there is, a cost of living-wise. Um, California um, is definitely known for their cost of living. I get – you know, you have to pay people adequately in order to to sustain their cost of living or, you know, do things like that. But here, here's the thing. Have you – it's very rare that you walk into a McDonald's and and you see like genuinely somebody actually happy to be there you know <laughs> most of them i mean uh, let's be real like i mean most of the mcdonald's workers i mean they're just there just to just to be there just to you know collect a paycheck and you know they're genuinely just not they're usually not in the mood right um again that's not for all of them that could vary by location things like that and i'm and I, I know it's, i'm just singling out mcdonald's because of the fact that I, McDonald's has usually been always one of the one of the biggest ones, you know, as far as fast food chains goes. It's like um, the Coca Cola of soda. So you think of exactly you think of soda. It's Coca Cola. My thing is, is a majority of the time now, um, McDonald's and Taco Bell's, you don't even have to approach the counter to order food. Like you can do it via the app. You can do it via touch screens when you walk into the restaurant. You don't have to talk to a soul. Yeah. So my thing is, is like, what do we actually, I mean, and right now I think they're getting like $15 an hour, 15, 16. You're giving them a $4 jump in price for what? 
Like, yeah. I mean, honestly, it's not like they really got to do a whole lot of customer service. I mean, the job is literally just to, is to make the food and 90% okay, oh, that's a little bit high. I'd say about 20% of the time they don't even get it right. <laughs> I mean, for real. I, yeah. Again, I'm not like here's the thing. I'm not I'm not hating on the fast food workers. I mean, some of them are out there hustling, some of them are out there doing their thing. Some yeah. of them very well may deserve that, but a majority of them don't. And I, I honestly I think that kind of sets a, a really kind of jacked up precedent. Um, because like now, uh, what's that going to do for retail per se? Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like if fast food's going up to $20 an hour, it's, it's the that, that already yep. is going to exceed retail minimum wage, which I believe like Target, Walmart, the big retail giants. I want to say they start their employees off for like 16, $17 an hour. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, and to me, personally, me, because I've been in that industry, I would say if you're going to jump somebody up that kind of money, I, I honestly believe it should be them because they have to deal with customers you know, day in and day out, pretty much no matter what department you're in. And I think just volume-wise, um, the workload, I think, is a lot more on retail than it is in in fast food industry i could be wrong uh, i've never been in the fast food industry i could be completely wrong that's just my point of view on it so i, I don't like it i i what do you what do you think um on your last on your last point um the comparison of retail and and fast food because i've been in both industries uh mm. kind of currently in one it's it's about the same dude it's you're still dealing with a bunch of shitheads uh customers guests whatever they're 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 fucking scumbags for the most part i mean no don't <laughs> see, get me okay, wrong. See, that's what that's what i said I like I, I don't i've only worked on one world i don't know about the other ones yeah don't get me wrong like like there are some fantastic people out there very respectful. like i try to be one of those people that's very like patient and tolerant because i've worked in industries and i know what what they deal with on the daily but as far mm. as like the comparison between the two it's it's pretty much almost the same you still you deal with the same shit dude uh, people got to think they're always right and all getting oh, of bent out of shape over nothing. I mean, you see videos all the time on social media and, and TikTok and shit like that where they're getting into fights at fast food joints. Like, bro, like chill. It's not like that straight, like straight brawls. Yeah. My, so for me, like, listen, I, I actually, my first, <laughs> my first legal job was uh, where, I'm paying, where I'm paying taxes. <laughs> Yeah, like not, I had to throw that one out. Not under the table. Uh was All actually right. McDonald's. And I was getting paid six twenty five an hour. That was Oof. that was minimum wage when I started working uh back in the mid two thousands, early two thousands. And so McDonald's was my first job and yeah, it was six twenty five an hour. Now right now everybody's Googling that and doing the math to try to figure out how old you actually are because that Oh, I'm 36. I'm <laughs> they were like, wait a minute. He started uh, working back at $6 an hour. Yeah. You know, I was uh, pretty much as soon as I was able to work, 15 and a half, I want to say, I started working. So that's when I would start working, you know, as soon as I was able. But anyways, now you're jumping to 20. So to me, there's there's a couple things with it. I mean, the first part of it, yes, great for people. 
right? Great for people to get more money in this and this. The problem with that, as we've already known, everyone's already been into effect. There's, there's a cause and effect to this. There's an inflation effect to this. You raise minimum uh-huh. wage, everything's going to go up in price. So that $20 that you thought was a livable, it's, it, that's what I need to have a livable wage and fantastic. It's not going to be it because everything else is going to go up. So, right. you know, that's the correlation with that. So that $20 livable wage becomes an unlivable wage. And guess what? You're still bitching about the same thing that you have an unlivable wage. Second thing is it's McDonald's. It's fast food. Like, I'm sorry. It should, you shouldn't be trying to live off of a fast food joint unless you're in some form of management. Maybe, you know, but if you're, that's in, what I'm saying. If, if you're in there as like the grunt, the bottom, you know, I'm sorry, dude, that is don't that's not a job that's designed for you to raise a family, have a house, have a car and all this shit, dude. Like, that's just unrealistic. That's why people have multiple jobs and they do all these things. And uh, it's it sucks. But that's the reality. My issue with it ultimately boils down to the inflation part of it. Like, I'm already pissed off having to go like I don't eat fast food that often anymore. Um, One is just it's just too much money for nothing. Um and it, it's not like it's got any better or anything like that. But, like, dude, I'm not going to spend, you know, when was the last time I went to McDonald's recently? Oh, dude, I can tell you exactly right, right I, how I, much it is right now. Because, like, me, like, I don't get me wrong. I eat fast food. Not, like, a, like a lot. Like, I mean, probably more than I should. But, like, take, for example, like, to me, like, I love, like, Carl's Jr. Like, their burgers oh, to me. Oh, dude, like, you picked the Chevron of fast foods to talk about. You, thank you. But here's the, here, but, right, here's the problem, though. They – to me, like I don't eat them as much because they are the ones that have the highest amount, like to pay. Yeah. Like, like no joke. If I just go there, meal. like yeah, like for myself, if I just get the meal, like medium sized, you know, whatever, just me for myself, it's at least sixteen to seventeen dollars. Like no joke. It's hey, like I said, it's almost it's almost twenty bucks just you, for one meal. Can you think about that real quick? Can you like quick second? You just said it's twenty dollars for one meal. <laughs> And we're trying to pay people twenty dollars for one hour. Mm-hmm. Like, you're basically, hey, you want this meal? You got to work for me for an hour. Yeah, like that's the price point where we're heading. That ain't right. Basically, that don't math right. That does not math right. But that's what I'm talking. Yes, about. dude, it's crazy. That's what I'm talking about. Like, it's it's just it's 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 unnecessary. So, like, I think it was like I went I went to McDonald's actually, I think a while back, and it was like five six dollars for large fries. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, six yeah, bucks. no, like legit. I was able for six <clears throat> bucks back in the day. I was able to get a large, get a big whole and, meal, big and tasty meal, super sized that bitch. Fucking two McChickens on the side, a cheeseburger, and a fucking apple pie. Right for six bucks, bro. I'm telling you, you used to go. I'm telling you, with six bucks, you could walk up into a McDonald's and come out like fed for like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah, dude. So I think what's going to happen, it's also the other cause and effect that a lot of people don't realize it's going to reduce not only. Okay. So not only is fast food prices going to go higher because that's automatic. It's they're just, that's gonna, automatic. they're, they're going to rise. So if you're, if we're bitching about $20 meals, get ready to pay $30 for a single meal type of shit. You know what I mean? But the other thing is they're going to reduce the workforce. They're going to reduce jobs. This reduces jobs. This ain't going to make more jobs because I mean, you said it to your point, oh. you, you go into McDonald's and Taco Bell, you just fucking, there's a kiosk. For us, like we hit up Chick Fil A, my wife orders Chick Fil A. She does it from the phone. We just got to yeah. pick, pick it up either inside or drive through. We don't interact with anybody. Right. And that's the direction where a lot of people mobile ordering, fucking, you know, just DoorDash bullshit like that is what the future. If anything, I feel like maybe restaurants should start creating a position where they deliver themselves. McDonald's delivers versus they should have delivery drivers. Yeah, versus if you're gonna uh, yeah. 
<clears throat> versus partnering the, with the like ones, DoorDash or Uber. Absolutely. The ones that like when you said reducing the workforce, I, I 100 percent agree. I think that's absolutely going to happen because overall companies are still going to want is they're still going to worry about their bottom line. They still have to make a profit somehow. Yeah. So they're not going to have a staff of 10 plus people working a day and they're going to have to be paying them. I don't even know the math on that, but that sounds like a lot. And, yeah. you know, eight hours a day, you know, however many plus people a day when those people that aren't doing anything, they're going to take them away, either rely on the kiosks or like you said, mm-hmm. maybe create a position to where they're mm-hmm. driving it themselves. We, we both worked retail. What's what, what do they tell us? The number one expense that we control is labor. It's ours. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing that gets cut. Uh, Absolutely. I, I mentioned I, I'm kind of in the industry now of what we're talking about. I won't out what, what I do, but um, I will say that this time last year, the amount of people I had working on a given day, given time, this time last year to today is 50% less. Now, put, wow. put that to math. I mean, let's say on a given moment or a given day, I have, we'll say 15 people working. I'm now having like seven. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And so we'll yeah. reduce these things because labor is, or the hour people are getting paid more, which again, I'm all for, but there's certain jobs in this world that I don't think you need to get paid that much that's does cost Mm -mm. but in that same breath i do understand the part of dignity that goes with it i mean and this is why a lot of times like even like you again we used to work at gamestop for example and it got to a point where it's like you know i don't get paid enough to deal with certain people's bullshit and i just didn't give a fuck you know whatever and you know they expect us to be 100 percent mary poppins to these people but mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard, man. And and I get that aspect of like, I want to be compensated fairly because of that emotional bullshit that you do. Right. But I mean, that's not what you're getting paid for though. Unfortunately, you know, that's no. not, you're getting paid to do the tasks at hand, which mm-hmm. in this case is either make sandwiches, burgers, drinks, whatever. Um, I don't know, man. You I know, mean, yeah. It, what's crazy is I wonder how that's going to work. Like, like for us, like in the Bay area, for example. So like the Bay area, like on like San Francisco and things like that, like specifically, I think the in and out burger right there in San Francisco, right by pier 39, you know, where, where all the tourists go, they start out their employees and it says starting at 21 or $22 an hour. So they're already starting because I mean, you know, the incentive of working com- in the Bay area. Exactly. Well, because we know the Bay area is the highest Fucking pretty much in California. It it's, yeah. Crazy as hell. Um, I still don't think that's probably enough out there, like nowhere near. Um, but like, what's that going to do for there? So, I mean, if, if, if us here, like, you know, in the Valley or whatever, we start making, or they start making $20 an hour, is that going to bump that up? Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's a trickle effect. And I'll even, I'll even, I'll even remove the, the, the anomaly of the Bay area. And I'll just go back to just local, local cities. If your minimum wage goes up to this, it's going to have an effect to your, supervisors your management all the way up Uh to this like there's a trickle effect and so what do companies do with that they start to eliminate positions they start trimming down what they don't need i mean i don't again we don't work for gamestop anymore but i'm aware i got people i know people that still work there friends and shit and a district they got they got let me put it this way in gamestop stores now we used to have 
uh, when we worked back in the mid 2010s, 2013, like the best, that was like the best time. And then from there it was fucking downhill because uh, certain people left. There were some great people that were running the company, whether you like GameStop or not, that made the job fucking amazing. And I, and they were corporate minds. Um, but anyways, it got, it's now, you know, back then we had, it was a manager, an ASM. We would have like three supervisors, sometimes four. And then we would have what we called uh, game advisors, like, you know, maybe four, four of them, maybe five if you're, if, depending on your volume. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, today, you're fucking lucky if you have any of that. You have a manager that runs anywhere from two to four stores. You're lucky to have an ASM if that. And then you have a supervisor, maybe like three supervisors, and then like maybe two baristas, and they're working round the clock, like open to close. Dude, they, no way. They, they adjusted their hours of operation to where it's enough where you're working like an eight-hour shift can pretty much handle the store open to close in some cases. Wow. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. I like people. I, didn't, like, I, didn't, I didn't know they restructured it like that. Oh, yeah. And like the, like the DMs. Instead of having like 15 stores, they now cover more area. I know the last I heard an RD was covering like kind of like Central and Northern California. This wow. motherfucker covers from like Fresno, Bakersfield to Alaska. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, like that's like a regional manager like area. So that's what I'm trying that's to say crazy. is that's what they start doing. They start restructuring to make it bigger and and they put more responsibility on these individuals because it's easier to pay more to a single person than pay that same amount to three different people. You know what I'm saying? And that's what's going right. to happen with raising this $20. They're just going to mm-hmm. Everybody's going to be all juiced for it, but they're not going to realize what the effect is actually going to have. Exactly. And that's and that's what I always try to tell people. Whenever minimum wage goes up, whenever we do these things, like even when the 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 government did the whole like, "Oh, we're going to give you a stimulus of fucking you know five hundred dollars or whatever it is mm-hmm. three hundred bucks for you to fucking spend and bring the economy back there's st- that comes out of somewhere dude and yeah we're facing that now because well, I mean, remember that you ended up getting that letter when it was came time to do your taxes they asked you did you get the stimulus like that's gonna come out like, yeah, it's not COVID, free money fucking covid relief when you know people were scamming the yep. shit out of that like that's what a lot of people don't realize like we just want the greed we want the money but it's like nah dude like for me i wouldn't be one and again i hope uh, fuck i know i'm gonna piss people off or offend people it is what it is it's, this is what we do in stigma we try to be open-minded but at the end of the day it's my personal opinion you don't like it sorry but we, if you're sitting there going fuck yeah man i'm gonna be a fucking fast food entry level pay game pay 20 bucks i'm excited if you're pumped about that bro i'm fucking sorry dude like that's depressing is all shit like I, I'm a person that wants to elevate and motivate people to access their most potential and do their best they can. And if right. your fucking greatest hit is entry level at a fast food joint for 20 bucks an hour, mm-hmm. like that's the best you can do. I'm sorry. I mean, if you, hey, if you're, if you're like a young kid, like starting out, like again, like you first job, things like that. Yeah, cool. So, then so I'm kid. happy for you. Yeah. First then job, I'm happy for you. Right. First job. Yeah. First my job, kid, you're making 20 bucks an hour. Yeah. But again, you shouldn't be like, because that shouldn't be like your. I, I plan on making a, a career out of that kind of thing. Like again, if, you can if, climb or, the ladder or and be management, there. yeah, where absolutely. you actually get paid right. But I mean, not entry man. Like my kid's gonna be pretty much soon here. He's gonna be able to work, <clears throat> and I'm mm-hmm. gonna 
fucking push his ass to work because that motherfucker needs to be out of here by the time he's 18. <laughs> but, uh, but you know, like, I don't, I'm not going to sit there. I'm not going to put it in his mind like, oh, this is all you need to do. Like, no, like, this is where you start. And I want right. you to be top dog in a couple years. Like, climb the ladder as high as you can go. And mm-hmm. once you're done here, go to the next company and climb that ladder. Next company, climb that ladder. Because the more you do, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, they say money doesn't bring happiness, but stability and money does bring security. A peace of mind. <laughs> peace of mind and security, you know? So. Yeah. Well, hey, man, speaking of people who are fucking doing the most, let's uh, let's shift gears and point our attention to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Ah, uh, that dude's doing everything. You just sent me something earlier about this guy. What the fuck is this guy doing now, man? Yeah, so right now, I guess what the, uh, you know, the UFC bought basically WWE, and they, they formed a group called TKO. So there's this group called TKO that owns WWE and UFC. Uh, apparently, like today or yesterday, um, they appointed The Rock to their board of directors. I mean, because he's like, I mean, the best of both worlds. He's a huge MMA fan. I mean, and he was arguably one of the biggest WWE stars ever. And electrify man and sports entertainment, baby. Right. I mean, if you smell what he's cooking, I mean, there it is. I was a big, but uh, yeah. So what was cool about that whole thing though, is apparently like, I guess the stipulation of the deal was for the rocks part was that he now owns the rock name trademark. So the, yep. He now owns the trademark, like the rock. He solely owns the rock. So nobody else could use it without his permission. Like he gets all royalties associated with it. It goes strictly to him because I'm as previously it would go to WWE, you know, and him, but now all him. Yeah. I'm just actually reading that right now is that, um, grant full ownership of the rock trademark, which was owned by WWE. Johnson has signed a new service and merchandising agreement with WWE that provides his promotional licensing and other services per release. So now it's the other way around. If they ever want to use the rock or anything related to the rock during, they got to pay that man, they got to pay him, which is smart mm-hmm. because uh, fun fact for those that don't know, going back, uh, uh, I'm actually going to share a little star Wars uh, fun fact here. Actually, um, Ooh, when George, I like the star Wars. When George Lucas first did Star Wars, uh, a lot of movie studios had no faith in this movie. Like in the 70s, coming out with the space opera, they're like, no, whatever. So in that time, he's like, all right, you know, I still want to do it, but I want to own all this. So one of the big things that George Lucas found in the very beginning of Star Wars was ownership of all the rights. Merchandise, like anything Star Wars, he owned it. And he got it because movie studios didn't have any any hope. Now think mm. about that. That That is one of those moments in life that is extremely rare when you know he put all his all his chips into that bag thinking the most thinking the best outcome this could possibly bring to him almost being like a prophet and saw uh-huh. what this could do imagine you knowing like the having the trademark of like yahoo or apple or ibm like things things of that nature like just being able to sit there and say hey look there's this company coming up. I'm going to invest all my money into right. it because that you basically have that much faith, faith that into, you, yeah. you put your whole heart and soul into being like, okay, don't pay me like this, but I want all the, I'm, all the ownership yeah. and the trademarks to it. And cause that's going to blow up. Imagine, imagine knowing Apple in the very beginning and say, I'm going to invest in Apple, all this. And then look where Apple's at now, or even Disney for that matter. Star right. uh, George Lucas did that in the very beginning with Star Wars. And that's what made him so rich. So the rock having, now official i didn't even know that he didn't have ownership of 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 that be honest like 
I thought I, I thought he did. I, I didn't know it was WWE owned it. But now, I mean, he has all that. Like that's, uh-huh. that's his. Not only did he do all that though, but last week um, he because he well, a couple years a year ago or so he he bought the XFL. Was trying to bring the right. XFL back. He bought it. Uh, was trying to rejuvenate that. Had a full season last year, and there was the what was it the USFL? The USFL. And there was that going on. And recently. He were uh, him and all his people, everyone involved. They were able to merge those two to make United Football, the, right? UFL, right? Just now it's UFL, which is cool because the first game is supposed to be the championship of the XFL or the champions of the XFL and the champions of the USFL going up against each other. Oh no way! I think I if I heard I think I heard that right uh, last week when all kinds That's of crazy. ESPN stuff was happening. Because I mean, I give him his props, dude. Because like I, I mean. If anybody knows, you know, his story, I mean, he's a huge football guy. He went to the University of Miami. You know, he's a big football guy. He he would he never made it pro. Um, mm-hmm. And so his thing is, like, he's always wanted to give the people that never had that chance to go pro that second chance, mm-hmm. you know, to keep that career going, you know, things like that. And so I know he was trying to revive the XFL. Um, and, again, when after he bought it, they had that one season. I don't know, like, how, how much of a success it was. I never personally watched it. Um, I watched one game. It was actually it was actually pretty cool. They actually – what I like about the XFL was it was more structured like the NFL. Um, oh. Because I remember – I don't know if it was XFL or maybe it was arena football. Whenever it, was, it just didn't feel football. This did feel like football. And they even had, like, some cats that were retired people that were playing in um, – that played in the NFL. Right. Um, uh, but what I liked about it was is they what he was smart about is that he wanted to keep a structure that was close to the NFL mm-hmm. um, to treat it more like a minor league, kind of like baseball, how they have major league and then they have the minor leagues. So that way, if you pr- it's it's taking everything they do in the XFL, even the USFL, it's respected and it's it's valid. And that's why they kept it close to what how NFL. Should. They even tried different things. I think they're the ones that introduced um I don't remember if it was the kickoffs. Like they did something different with kickoffs or something different. And even the NFL is now considering doing because they introduced it in the XFL. Um, really? And there was even a guy that it was crazy. I was, I forgot who it was. I think it was a kicker of maybe Houston. I don't know. There was a kicker from one of the football, actual NFL teams. And it was his first year in the NFL, but they couldn't call him a rookie because he had two years in the USFL. So because he did two years in the USFL, he wasn't considered a rookie in the NFL when he finally got a team. So that just goes to show how close to it. And even when The Rock had the XFL uh, going on his own or, you know, with all his people, um, they did a lot of partnership with the NFL. They, that was like the big thing is that they, they did. I, I do remember hearing that they did. That was fucking and to, huge. And to your point, I, I think you were right when you were talking about like the it didn't feel like football because, uh, you know, that's when Vince McMahon. He was the one that started the XFL, you know, the, the, the chairman, CEO of WWE, things like that. And he made it very gimmicky. He made the XFL come out very gimmicky. It was like Blitz, um, bro, like the, the video game yeah, Blitz. <laughs> it, really, it really was. He, it, it, to me, it didn't seem like something very serious. That's probably I really never got into it back then. Um, yeah. But, yeah, now that the merger is going on, I mean, and you know, it's basically providing that gap between the seasons. Like when, when the season ends, yeah, like when the NFL season ends. That's when the U.S. or the UFL now is supposed to pick up and mm-hmm. give give us spring football. When typically there is no spring football. Yeah, 
I just love too that, like I said, they're 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 partnering with the NFL. They're respected between the two. It's mutual. Obviously, they know who the hierarchy is, which is gonna is the NFL. But I like that it gives the opportunity for more potential players to have a shot, which is something that the Rock is extremely uh, passionate about. Because you never know, man. We might have a backup quarterback that just didn't didn't have his chance to play in the NFL, right. and then he's a starter in the UFL and shine lights out and they're like shit we need a quarterback let's let's pick it let's pick this guy up from this league and i think it's yeah, interesting it definitely yeah it definitely could give people that second chance which i think is awesome and i hope i hope somebody picks up the uh, video game license not ea so that way we can have a different football game <laughs> <laughs> not ea you know maybe uh ESPN, uh, was it somebody? Victorious Vision. Victorious hey, dude, Visions? who knows? That might be the next thing he gets into. Video that might games? be the next damn. That might be the next damn thing the Rock does. Get his own company and start build a video game. Yeah, man. I mean, if you guys think about, it, I mean, this dude, the Rock. This dude's busy, man. I I have he a does lot it of, all, bro. I have a lot of respect for the Rock. He's always been one of my. If I, I listen, I don't say this a lot. I don't think I've ever really said this let alone on Sigma, but you know how people ask you, like, oh, who's your hero and shit like that? And most people give you the most gimmicky answer, like, oh, my dad or family or something. I already, hey, bro, I already know means. it's me. It's fine. Hey, Rudy, dude, you, you're <laughs> my guy, bro. I'm trying to be like you. I already know day. it's me, dude. It's all right. That's why I got my, my, gray, my gray beard hair already. Todo, bro. I'm trying to be just like you. See, dude, hey, don't worry. It'll come natural, bro. It's fine. <laughs> I'm about to go get some fucking Rogan paint this shit. But uh, I'm already one. St- hey, dude, I'm already one step ahead of you. I, 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 I fought it for so long, bro. Yeah, I can't do it no more, bro. I was like, you know what? Give it, bring it. Yeah, it's so I gotta, easy I gotta, now too. It's I, just a comb. I, yeah, it's, mm. That's why it looks a little darker right now. I don't know if you can tell right now. Gotcha. But, um, but yeah, man. No, the Rock uh, is definitely one of my one of my heroes. I will say that. I mean, this dude started with his TV and film studio, Seven Bucks Productions. Obviously, mm-hmm. Termona Tequila, which is fantastic. Zoa Energy, which is one of my favorite energy drinks to drink, sugar free, and they taste fantastic. Um, he has the Project Rock with Under Armour apparel line deal. I actually uh, have a pair of his shoes too for the, that I work out in, and they're actually I, two pairs, I think, and they're actually really comfortable. Dude, and then you go from. Yeah, yeah, that's what it says, the footword. And then from there, you go to XFL, which then merged with UFL, and now he's on the boards with TKO with UFC and mm-hmm. WWE. Dude, like, that's crazy, man. Right. This dude is insane. And for the most part, I mean, whether or not it's just stage every time he's on camera, he seems to be very humble and very fucking nice. <laughs> he really, I, from what I hear, he seems to be like an actual legit, like genuine, like human being. Yeah. Like, he seems to be pretty cool. I love when he's with fucking Kevin Hart. That's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, man. So that's um, so that's cool stuff. I'm really interested to see what's going on. I really want to know what this is going to mean for WWE because you also mentioned there's some Netflix and WWE deals going on. I know we got WrestleMania right now, and Peacock has like a whole deal right now um, with like all their main events on Peacock. Yeah, dude. That uh, now that you mentioned, well, I don't know if you did you did you hear about that whole deal, the Netflix thing? Did I you see hear, what that was? No, I don't know what is it. I so just saw what you said. Now, so apparently now the the WWE their their stable their their show that they have is Monday Night Raw, right? Which airs obviously every Monday on USA. Yeah. So now apparently this deal was like a five billion dollar deal to where now it's going to be streaming starting January of 2025 exclusively on Netflix. Holy shit! Are you serious? Yeah, so I'm just like, well, that's wow, okay. I'm bringing it up right now because now that you're talking about, yeah, 
Holy shit. Yeah, Netflix has streamed WWE's Raw $5 billion deal, just like you said. A 10-year agreement starting in 2025. Yep, everything. What the fuck? Which is, which is crazy because I don't know. I mean, I don't know how that would go because typically – and I've been – and like I've been to a couple of those shows. Like I've been to a Monday Night Raw, like a taping, and they do it on Monday nights. But they 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 film it like a couple hours prior to showtime, right? Yeah. So it's not like live, but they no, still yeah. do it a couple hours. They prior give you the illusion showtime. that it's live, but it's not. Yeah, right. And I mean, it's very close, though. I mean, we're literally only talking about like a few hours, you know, two three hour difference. Um, oh, okay. But I'm, I'm kind of wondering how that's going to work with Netflix, considering it's all streamed. Like, I don't know how that would work. No, I, I, well, I mean, they've done that before already with stream with Netflix, where they they can upload a. Um, timed things because it's just streaming. Oh, kind of? Yeah, mm-hmm. oh. it's kind of like how they do Peacock. Like it's streaming; it's a streaming platform, but right, they're, you're able to like see something. It's like football. Oh, that's true. Yeah, football. You yeah, know? the you what watch... was it? The KC Miami game was on yeah. Peacock. And same thing, Amazon Prime. They stream the, the football game. So it's uh, it's just where Netflix is entering the whole live thing. I mean, Netflix is doing a lot of crazy shit. They even have games like you can play Grand Theft Auto on that shit, dude. Yeah, I heard. I haven't done it yet, but I've heard. I think my kids tried it. One of them. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Playing old school Vice City. Oh, dude, I'd play Vice City just to listen to the beats. Just to listen to the soundtrack. Yeah, dude. Put me in the car and just cruise, you know? Honestly. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. That's huge, man. Netflix, okay. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, that's that's a really good um, that's a really good investment for both of them. Um, not only for, for WWE, but for Netflix. And it's just raw, like... Like I said, Peacock is giving their main events. Um, right, which, I mean, good for them, too, because uh, I don't know if you remember when WWE had that whole – their whole network, which was an absolute failure. Yeah, they did. That's right. Yeah, the WWE Network, and that was such – that was a failure, like, beyond all means, and that was – that day, that company took a fat hit with that one. Wow. Well, you never know, man. I mean – Vince McMahon is old, but looks more Mexican than ever today. So I don't know, bro. Yeah, I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> that dude got tanned the fuck up, and I don't know where he got that mustache. But I hope the best for that guy, man. That guy, that motherfucker was like ripped at like sixty years old, and oh, for he's real, getting, he's getting close there. Hey, but they're putting the right people in the right to to continue the legacy. I mean, The Rock is now one of the board directors, part of WWE. Mm-hmm. That's great stuff. Yep. All right, man. Let's get into some. Speaking of some of the pigskin, huh? Some football, football action. All right. We're going to go over the games. Uh, just like we did the last couple episodes, we will go in the order of how they uh, started. So we'll go cover the Saturday games, starting with Texans, Ravens, followed by Packers, Niners. Uh, and then we'll cover Sunday's games, Bucks, Lions, Chiefs, Bills. So Texans, Ravens, we both picked Texans to win this game. I think we were just being hopeful. Yeah. Um, what's your takeaway on this game, though? Um, I, I, I give it to them though, because, you know, up until the second half, they were holding their own. It was a 10, 10 game until after, you know, until the third quarter started. And then unfortunately the, the Ravens just ran away with it and never looked back. Um, you know, which is what they were supposed to do. I mean, they were the number one seed again. I think me and you were just kind of being hopeful with picking the Texans. Yep. Um, just given, you know, how I like the narrative of a young rookie QB. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But I mean, yeah, on paper, 
that's how it should have went, and that's how that's how it went down. So, uh, I like this game. Um, again, same same sentiment. I was just really being hopeful for with Texans. I think it would have been a good story for C.J. Stroud. He's really shown himself. Um, this is just his rookie year, and this dude was knocking on the door of an uh, AFC championship. So oh, yeah. I'm really excited to see the future of Texans and D'Amico Ryans, what he does there. I mean, this is why I think his first or second year there. I want to say, no, him and C.J. Stroud, it was their first year. So, so D'Amico Ryans was the defensive coordinator, but 90s. then he – yeah, and then now this is his first year head coach. So they got a bright future. Um, as far as Baltimore goes, yeah, they played as expected. Um, I I watched this entire game, and again, I've always been a big criti- uh, critic when it comes to Lamar Jackson because he always just stays on the pocket and produces, you know, always ran, ran and it just never really, you know, threw the ball. But uh-huh. there were some passes in this game. Um, I've definitely seen him um, – there's a lot of growth in him as a quarterback, trying to stay in the pocket and throw the ball. Now, obviously, because this was a playoff game, you got there's nothing holding back. There were moments where homeboy ran. Um, this dude put up a uh, hundred yards rushing. He was the lead rusher in the team, two TDs and eleven carries, but he also threw for 152 and had threw two TDs. So, I mean, this is the Lamar Jackson you want in the playoffs that can pull this shit off and have a defense that stops him. So. I liked it. I liked what I saw, and um, uh, I'm not going to say my picks yet, but I think everyone knows where I'm going with this. Next game, we had Packers 49ers. Oh, by the way, Texans-Ravens, it was 10-34. to 34. Uh, Packers and Niners, 21-24. Uh, since you're the Niner fan, you're the Niner resident of Sigma, mm-hmm. I'm going to go first. <laughs> go for it. Go for it. And then I'll, yep. Boy, oh, my goodness. <laughs> you better hope it's not raining this Sunday. I'll tell you that much. Hey, I already checked the weather. And you better hope that Debo can play. Uh, Debo went out kind of early into the game, and I got a little nervous there because uh, Thought it was when Niners were on that losing streak for a quick minute, the big thing was Debo was out. And Debo is the most electrifying player on the 49ers. Uh, you can t- yes, you can tell because there was a lot of plays. There's a lot of plays designed with him in mind. They try to run some of those plays with other players, and it uh, with Jennings, uh, Aaron and Ayuk. It just did not work out. Um, and also, I think uh, sitting Purdy for two weeks was a very big mistake. Um, he looked very rusty. He looked very uncomfortable. And I now know that rain is his kryptonite. Because this is now the second game that I've seen this dude play in the rain, and he fucking just can't get it together. He started the game with a glove, trying to do that. Almost threw a freaking pick, which was had nothing to do with rain or the glove. That was just a very bad throw, very bad a call. Terrible read. Very fortunate that I wasn't picked off and ran back for because it would have been a pick six for sure. Um, he took the glove off the next uh, set of downs that he had, and it was the most stressful game shout out credit where credit's due for jordan love uh for playing really well and that defense of the packers um they really showed up i was there there was literally a moment where i thought niners lost they were going to lose the game packers had it they were controlling everything it seemed um but when purdy needed to make the right throws especially that final drive the game-winning drive uh he uh he definitely he definitely uh he definitely made that happen. So, uh, great job on Purdy on that. Great job for what they did there. But um, 
Yeah, man, that was my test. It was really much like I don't know. They, it was a very rough one. So you tell me. Here, here's my thing. Like, and I've heard it. You know, ever you know, every day so far, they've had it on ESPN. They've had it, you know, on all the shows, talk shows. I, I think yes, one hundred percent. Did Purdy play his best game? God no, um, absolutely not. Uh, did the rain factor in that? More step, most definitely. Um, did the fact that he, you know, obviously hadn't played a team in two weeks? Absolutely. But here's the thing, and I, and I think everybody alluded to it very well. Like ever since that game ended. Debo Samuel, Ayuk, um, even Richard Sherman um, have been putting people like on blast, like yeah. defending, defending Brock Purdy. You know, 49ers are defending their quarterback. Richard Sherman, I think, put it perfectly. Um, Ryan Clark, I think, was was talking about about Ryan Brock Clark Purdy. hates fucking Brock Purdy, by the way. And Richard Sherman chimed in and I think tweeted, you know, tweeted or exit, whatever you want to call that shit nowadays. Um, Tweet. Yeah, I'm still going to call it Forever Twitter, fucking, dude. Yeah, forever Twitter, Elon. fucking Elon. Yeah. Um, and put him on, like, basically put him on blast. And I, I I don't think it could have said it any better. Like, you're comparing. Here's the thing. Brock Purdy, as the – and everybody knows his story, Mr. Irrelevant, last pick in the draft. And not all – he has taken – he has taken his team to two NFC championships – and what put a, what could have potentially been a Super Bowl last year had he had not gotten hurt. And, I mean, honestly, there's a lot to back that up, that that probably would have been the case because we played the Eagles this year and we beat the hell out of them with a healthy quarterback, and it was Brock Purdy. But they're measuring Brock Purdy's success against all these other quarterbacks that are in, that are in right now. I mean, if you look at him right now, they're – well, if he plays against Lamar Jackson like that, he's never going to – if he plays against – Jared Goff like that, if he plays against, you know, Patrick Mahomes like that, like you're basing a second year quarterback, literally second year against all these other elite quarterbacks. Of course, he's never going to measure up to your standards. So like just, just real stop quick, putting the guy just real quick. So people know what you're talking about. Ryan Clark tweeted, yo, watching this game with Allen and Mahomes after Baltimore and Lamar yesterday makes me think, how does Brock Purdy beat any of these dudes? That's what you're, right. what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So what did you see? Did you see Richard Sherman's response? Yeah. So Richard Sherman tweeted, I don't get how we hold a two-year QB who has gone to NFC Championship game in both of his first two years, gets held to the standard of all the elite QBs, but none of the credit when he plays elite. Three-in-one record in the playoffs and hasn't lost a playoff game in which he has started and finished. I just don't know Ryan Clark. Just seems that regardless of what he does, he won't have the talent of the other guys. I'm, there it is right there, honestly. I mean, I'm a credit to where credit is due. Jordan Love and then put up a hell of a game. But I said it. It's, I, I told you that, you know, before that game started. Like, it's not going to be the same way. It's They're not going to come in and beat the hell out of us like they did Dallas. Everybody was, oh, my God, Jordan Love played, you know, this. He did this. He threw – yeah. Like what, three or four touchdowns against Dallas and oh, three hundred plus. They, they lit up. They, they lit, lit Dallas up. I, I, I said it's not going to be. Place. Now, did we dominate? Absolutely not. It, but I knew it wasn't going to be that same way. Like Jordan Love threw two picks when it mattered. Two of the cru- two crucial, crucial picks when they mattered. That he Brett Favre. He went full Brett Favre. Never, ultimately never sealed the game. <laughs> ah, 
and ultimately did the game in. Um, but again, I mean, with Debo out, do I think that helped? That that definitely hinders the 49ers' chances? Absolutely. He's a playmaker. Um, but I do think in those clutch moments when we needed a, like those catches, Jawan Jennings, I yeah. that's why they call him third in Jawan because I'm telling you, that dude is clutch. And, you know, Brock Purdy on that final drive was perfect to win the game. Yeah, that's and and, uh, and again, that's what makes a good. That's what makes a quarterback a, a great quarterback. When in the times that matter, when you lead your team, no matter how the rest of the game has been played, game winning. If drive. you can lead your team to win to that game winning drive, that's exactly what he did. Yeah. He threw the passes that mattered, got him caught, ran it himself. Like, you know, there's no more you could have asked from Brock Purdy. I mean, it wasn't a it wasn't a fantastic win, but it was a win. Yeah. Again, for me, I think it was just more rusty, <clears throat> rusty Purdy. That's what I saw. Mm-hmm. Um, rain is a kryptonite to Purdy, and the big thing for me though is Kyle Shanahan created a playbook, uh, 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 um, an action plan or whatever you want to call it uh, of attack with Debo in mind. And when Debo went out, that's what hindered the stuff because he is a big part of that. And so now, Absolutely. now going into the next game, it's going to be in Santa Clara. You said it's it's not going to be raining as of right now. Um, you're good. We don't know if we're going to have Debo because he's 50-50. But right. I think now you'll have a better prepared team. So I think we'll see a different 49ers team. And I do agree with you. I, I don't understand. I, I Part of me why I want San Francisco to win it all um, at this point. No, it's not for you to be all fucking happy or whatever, even though I appreciate your happiness and, my bro- <laughs> and all the Niner happiness that people. I have a lot of friends and family that are Niner fans, and I know they'll be happy. At this point, it's really about. I, I like to. I'm gonna. I, I like. Like I said last week, I'm about stories, and I like Purdy's story. And I think it'd be amazing for him to win a Super Bowl, especially to shut all these people up because I don't think he deserves all the criticism he's getting. Right. And to be honest, he's three and one in the playoffs. The only reason he's got that one loss, as far as we know, because he got taken out in the first. The motherfucker's arm was busted, and he was still in the game, trying to make something happen. He still tried to come back and throw the ball, and he he just physically could not do it. Yeah, literally, and he still tried to do it. But you know, people don't give him credit for that. I mean, I remember there was a what what fucking game? What what was the what was the what was the team? What was the quarterback? Oh my god! Where I remember, dude, didn't I think it was? Uh, oh my god, what's his name? He was he used to play for Denver. Jay Cutler. I think it was fucking Jay Cutler where he like had a fucking leg spasm and all you saw this motherfucker on the sideline just on a tread on a, on a bike trying to loosen his shit up and like refused to go back into play because mm-hmm. his leg was hurting. Like what the fuck, dude? Like, there's, yeah. there's, and like there's, I said, there's the crazy thing is I still don't think he's going to get the credit. Say that, you know, I'm, of course, I want my team to win. If he does, if the Niners do go, if Brock Purdy wins him the Super Bowl, I don't. I still don't think he's going to get the I'll credit tell you he what. deserves. I'll tell you what. Because yeah. throughout the season, they've they've been saying, well, look who he's got around him. He's got yeah. McCaffrey. He's got yeah. Debo. He's got Ayuk. How can you not? You still have to – like, what's his name? Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay, he didn't have CMC. But Jimmy Garoppolo was stacked with talent too. Like we had running backs on our roster. We had Bro. what's his name um, Moster. We had Raheem Moster, who literally was leading the NFL in touchdowns this year with the Miami Dolphins. Had a beast year. Hey. We had Moster. 
We had Debo. We still had Ayuk. So Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't. Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't get it done with the talent that the Niners had. Yeah, and Brock Purdy is. So Go, it's going not about going who going had. further, going further. I mean, look at the talent that was around Kaepernick when you guys played Baltimore in the Super Bowl. Right. Like, and he was just one bad throw away from winning the Super Bowl. But you know, that's neither here or there. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, it's just it's it's at the end of the day, QBs they make all the difference. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't matter. I, I don't think I don't know. I don't think he gets deserves what he's getting, but I, I agree with you. I think if he wins the Super Bowl, he won't get the credit for it. Unless he fucking plays lights out, apparently. Like fucking right. perfect fucking thirty, you know, <clears throat> twenty five for twenty five, seven touchdowns, yeah, five hundred yards passing. Four hundred yards passing. Fuck, yeah. dude. But you know. Uh but I will say this if Debo doesn't play this upcoming weekend and mm-hmm. the Niners do win it, I do feel that should shut some people up. Because I, you can clearly tell that this playbook for this past weekend for the Niners was designed with Debo in mind heavily. Right. Because they try to, they try to run those plays, and they weren't working. Um, but all right, let's go to Sunday. We had Buccaneers-Lions, uh, 28-31. Lions win it. Quick thoughts. I feel bad, honestly, for Baker Mayfield. I mean, we, okay, like, we picked the Lions to win. We, we, you know, thought for sure they were going to win, and they did. Um, I think Tampa Bay definitely kept up a really good pace with them in the beginning. But then in the second, you know, in the second half, the Lions ran away with it. I mean, they didn't get blown out. I mean, they only lost by one possession. I think it was only an eight-point game at the very end. Um, but, I mean, it was really the I mean, they, that they, fucking hurt them. Yeah, I mean, Baker Mayfield, I've, yeah, again, good for him. Um, I was rooting for him. You know, he he has to, he has literally has followed behind the greatest quarterback of all time and took his team to the divisional round where Won you, the you finished. And went to the divisional round. Right. You finished You finished the division nine and eight. You know, nobody picked the Bucks to pretty much go anywhere. And yeah. you make it this far. And, I mean, I, hopefully that kind of resurrected his career, which – I 100% believe it should. Um, you know, I think he opened up a lot of people's eyes this year. I mean, good for him. I felt really bad for him. Um, but, you know, I ultimately, I'm happy for Detroit, you know, just the, for their fan base um, because they haven't been there in so long. And they finally won a They're playoff nice. game last week. And, you know, so good for them. Uh, I'm with you on the on the Mayfield thing. I mean, he's the first number one draft pick, if I remember correctly to be on four different teams and to lead two teams in, uh, into winning a playoff game. That's an amazing wow. feat. Um, and it just goes <clears> to show <throat> that he just really never really got the the support. And he's in a system right, right now with uh, Tampa um, that's working. It's working. So we'll see what they do next year. Um, obviously with Detroit, uh, I love the story of Detroit, man. I mean, they, they've never, they haven't been here in quite some time. Uh, there's fans that have been longtime fans that switch teams because their team sucked or they've been loyal this whole time and they're celebrating um, whether or not they go any further from here. I mean, it's just been a great ride. Obviously, the end game has to be a Super Bowl championship. That will be the best end of the story right into the sunset, whatever you want to call it. Like that's that's the way to be. Um I'm really excited for what Detroit is doing right now. And again, their fan base, uh, the players. Uh, there was a moment in the game where there's been a there was a player there that's been there for a cool minute, going through the whole shitty years, 
Um, no. And he just he would <clears throat> they had the camera on him the entire time. I don't know what the player was, unfortunately, but he was just like just taking it all in because obviously the next game they play is not at home. It's going to be in uh, Santa Clara, uh, right? But he was just taking it all in. Like, dude, who would have thought we're going to be here? Winning a divisional playoff game, heading to the championship, one game away from potential Super Bowl, and then one game away from that to being Super Bowl champions. Like, it's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm really excited for them. We'll see what happens. So, obviously, we'll talk a little bit right now or in a little bit with the matchups. Let's go to the next game. Um, <sighs> the Chiefs and the Bills. Chiefs 27, Bills 24. I'll start this one, man. I I just don't know. I I really don't know. I don't know what they can fucking do at this point. I mean, they've been here. I can't stand the fucking Chiefs. I'm done with them. I'm 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 fed up with them. I listen. I think Mahomes is a fantastic quarterback. Um, he's on par to be there and potentially replace Brady as one of the all time greatest. But fucking, I'm just I'm just I'm a little burnt out with the Chiefs right now. Um. And I, I can't stand, listen, I know you're a big Taylor Swift fan, man, but I can't stand every fucking little special thing they do. Like five seconds later, they got to cut to the to the to showing her. Like, I'm done with it. They didn't do that shit with the Lions. They didn't show Eminem every fucking two seconds. Like, come on, man. Seriously. Like, relax. Like, I get it. I get it. I get what they're doing. I get what the broadcast stations are doing. I get what the NFL is doing. Oh yeah, Taylor Swift from a, mar- a, from a marketing standpoint, yeah, genius. she's phenomenal. I get it. She's genius. One of the best out there. I, right. By all means, credits due. You know she's she's great. But right. come on, can we just fucking stop already? And every for, time for the first, I say for the first like little bit, sure. Hey, there's the hype. Look, there's Taylor Swift in the in the suite, having a good old time, cheering and getting rowdy with you know whoever was in the suite with her. And she had all of her little celebrity pals in there. But now it's just like. Hey, not, look, there's not, Taylor Swift I, again. I yeah, we get it. I can't handle a Super Bowl with her there. No. <sighs> She'll fucking make something happen and perform. She'll with ruin the Super Bowl if they keep cutting to her every freaking Dude, chance that they seriously. get. Seriously. So but I mean that's not really why I want the Chiefs to lose. I just want the Chiefs to lose because I'm a Denver Bronco fan. They're in my division. I'm tired of them. I'm fucking <laughs> that's it. I'm done. And honestly, truthfully, I, I like Josh Allen, man, and I like the Bills and I I really do. I feel I feel so bad for them. I feel so bad. I just, I just, I feel bad for the kicker. <laughs> that poor guy. You know he's got some hate. I, I guarantee you that poor guy has gotten some mad hate, like because of that. So if, if those who don't know that they well, lost, listen. You know what? I'm not even. I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to go there because let me tell you this. Truthfully, that kick shouldn't even have happened. They were in a perfect position, just like the Niners, to run mm-hmm. to to kill the clock, score a touchdown. Be up four points and let the fucking Chiefs do their miracle because we all know, you know, two years ago that Chiefs and Bills game was a fucking masterpiece. Um, but that's what it should have been. And like, I'm going, I'm going to go back on Josh Allen. I'm going to go on Josh Allen and the coach, whoever, whoever the offensive coordinator, whoever was play, calling the plays, because there was two plays in that final four downs where Josh Allen took a shot in the end zone and he could have just took a, the simple shot on the cross route slant to get the fucking first down. That's all you need to do. Just get the first. You had decent amount of timeouts. Get the first downs. Get as close as you can. Punch that shit in the end zone with only like 30 trying, seconds. I don't... And, and there was like... They were trying to make him and Stefan Diggs the freaking heroes and that was the worst thing they could have He didn't even done. throw it to Stefan. 
He threw I, to, yeah, I thought he did. I thought one of the one of the passes that ended up being incomplete was to was to Stephon Diggs. I don't know. If there was two literally two plays on. If he would have just threw it on the under, did his check down, would have been perfect to get the first down and just kept it going from there. But the motherfucker didn't do that, and that's what pissed me off. That's what made me mad. I didn't even kicking it shouldn't never have happened. No, probably not. I just feel bad for the guy though. I mean, you know, of course, because when you're, you know, twenty seven to twenty four. You have a chance to win to tie the game, potentially send it into and overtime. You know we already know how those overtime games go with the beat when the with the Bills and the Chiefs yeah. and it was, he missed it. It was windy. Cost as, the game. It was windy as fuck though. Like that wasn't even like a shank kick or nothing. Like that was Mother Nature said, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> so, Pretty much. It was windy as hell. If you watched that game, you would see the little fucking flags on the top of the pole was they were goddamn horizontal, dude. It was crazy. <laughs> so but all right, that happened. It's over. Fuck it. I'm sad for the Bills. I don't know what's going to do at this point. I don't know if maybe changing coaches, um, which can you imagine if they like somehow made a play for Bill Belichick? That'd be fucking crazy. Same division crazy. as the Patriots. But I don't think that's going to happen. All right, let's go to the let's do our picks and then we'll uh, we'll call it a call it at the uh, an episode. Um, Sunday, January 28th, we have the championship games. First one is the AFC championship, Kansas city chiefs at the Baltimore Ravens starting at 12 PM on CBS. As of right now, Baltimore is favored by four points to win. After that, we will have the Detroit lions at the San Francisco 49ers for the NFC championship at three 30, uh, on Fox. San Francisco is favored by seven points. Going back to the first game, chiefs, Baltimore, What's your pick? What are your thoughts on this game? Um, I'm going with Baltimore on that one. I'm going to ride with Baltimore. Uh, I don't think the Chiefs are good enough to beat them. They barely, they, again, just alluding back to the Bills-Chiefs game, they should have lost that game. The Chiefs should have 100% lost that game. If they didn't, you know, that's either, you know, great on the, on the Chiefs or, you know, the Bills blew it again. Don't really know. But um, I don't think they have what it takes to beat to be Lamar uh, and the Ravens, that's for sure. So I think the fact that they're only – what's crazy to me is, honestly, I think the fact that they're only favored by three points four. isn't enough. Oh, four. I still don't even think that's enough. Um, but, yeah, I got the I got the Ravens on that one. Um, I'm picking Ravens. Um, I do think that um, – I do think that they're a little more hungrier for this game. I think Lamar has a chip on him that he needs to get solved. Um, I think that um, if they do win and they go to the Super Bowl, the these no matter who plays them, whether it's Detroit or San Francisco, these Baltimore Ravens are going to be a very dangerous team. Um, I'm really liking what I'm seeing from Lamar. He's definitely doing the passes. He's staying in the pocket, but then he's also running when he needs to logically. Um if the defense is able to put pressure on Mahomes, because that's the one thing about the Bills game is Mahomes wasn't even he wasn't sacked at all the entire game. Um, uh-huh. They made him run a, a couple times, and when he did, he threw the ball away or made some you know just didn't really pan out. But when they when he ran and they gave him time, motherfucker made some crazy ass plays. So if the Baltimore defense can get to him and sack him and put him down, great. I also believe that they're going to need at least one turnover to win that game. Um, so I hope that Lamar doesn't make any uh, mistakes, but I am going with Baltimore and I think if they play smart, but also aggressively, uh, they'll be able to take the chiefs down. 
Um, but yeah. All right. Detroit, San Francisco. I'm going to go first on this one. Um, cause I know you're the Niner fan, so it's only makes sense that I go first. Why do I feel like you, I, I can weeks, see your face? Well, why do I got a feeling like you're about to lean the other way? A couple weeks ago, I, 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 Here uh, we go. I posted on there my, on my social media. There are two teams to look out for that are very dangerous going into the playoffs. It was the Cleveland Browns and the Detroit Lions. We talked about how hungry Lamar is. This is the first time in a long time, 30 years, 30 plus years that Detroit's been in the championship game. I didn't like what I saw from the Niners. I don't know if Debo's playing. I'm not trying to discredit any of that. But I think I think Detroit is more hungrier. I got to go with Detroit, man. Go rock with Detroit, bro. Go with your feeling. <laughs> so I'm picking Detroit Lions to go into Santa Clara and give us one of the most awesome football game we haven't seen in a while, kind of like that Chiefs and Bills game two years ago. I think that's the kind of game we're going to have. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be a shootout with Goff. Now, the only thing that I have there is that the Niner defense has seen Goff. They've played with Goff, but this is a slightly different Goff. These Detroit Lions are playing very desperate and hungry, um, and they're they're doing it. Now, again, hey, I want your Niners to be great. I would love to see them a Super Bowl because based on the NFL script, we saw the colors. It's purple and red, and so that means it's supposed to be Baltimore and San Francisco. I wouldn't be mad about it. It's a win-win for me. If Niners win it, fantastic. If Detroit wins it, I, I'm sorry, but I'm, that's a good story too because I will be going for Detroit if if Detroit wins, I'm they're 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 my Super Bowl pick. I'll tell you right now. If Detroit wins against the 49ers, my Super Bowl pick, done deal, book it. If Niners win, win win because you and everyone, like I said earlier, Niner fans, family and friends. But also, it'd be cool just to have a rematch of the Baltimore and um, and uh, what do you call it, Niners? The Niners. That would be a cool rematch to see. Um, we already saw the Niners or the Ravens destroy the Niners, so I'd be a little concerned about that. But I we, I spoke my thoughts when that happened. I said, hey, it was a good thing because the one thing that Niners have is Kyle Shanahan is so fucking adaptable. He will religiously watch that tape over and over and over and come up with the most off-the-wall ways to counter everything. But unfortunately, because I said it, they were a dangerous team to go into the playoffs. I'm going to stick to that. I am picking Detroit over the Niners. I kind of had a feeling you were going to roll that way. Um, not even, I mean, again, not even being, if the 49ers weren't my team, I would still give the advantage to the Niners on this one. I would still probably pick the 49ers. Um, I think last week's game, I think our defense is a lot better than Detroit's. Um, I think our defense is going to make some big plays like they did last week against Jordan Love and the Packers. Um, so, again, the fact that it's going to be a clear day, it's not going to be raining. Detroit has had the home field advantage through the first couple of games. In a dome. Um, in a dome. They're not going to have that come this week. So I think that might – I mean, whether you you know like to admit it or not, home field advantage definitely 100%. has an advantage. That's 100%. why it's called the home field advantage. Um, so I think that's going to factor into it a lot. Uh, I think, you know, again, Brock Purdy's probably heard loud and clear. His, you know, his teammates has – they, they have they, probably pumped him up ever since that game. Like, you know, we got your back. Like, don't worry about it. So I think he's definitely going into this game 
you know, with the, obviously he wants to prove himself. You know, Goff wants to prove himself. Lamar needs to prove himself. You know, so he's going definitely into this game I with, dog, oh, I need to oh, hear that chew toy. <laughs> Seriously, people Doug, are like, what the hell is that? Yeah. It's the doggo. Doug with the chew toy. Seriously. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I think he's got something to prove. Um, he definitely needs to say, like, hey, when I'm healthy, I probably would have made the Super Bowl last year. I'm going to do it this year. So, yeah, I think the Niners are definitely going to take it. I don't think it's going to be an easy game. Absolutely not. Um, I thought it was going to be a little bit more last week against Green Bay, and it wasn't as far as, like, the score goes. Um, you know, again, we narrowly beat Green Bay. But I think the weather and the fact that, you know, there was a we already talked about the factors on, on that game, so I don't think that's going to be a problem this game. Yeah, man. Again, I think um, I think it's going to be a very close game. Uh, it might be a touchdown game or it might be a field goal game. I'm not too sure, but like I said, um, I do have a lot of faith in the Niners of what they're doing. Um, again, my big thing is it. If Debo's in, then I'm telling you, then that's that's mad dangerous. But even without him, like it's still going to be a good game. The good thing we can agree on is that. It's not going to be a boring ass game like last year because that dude no, got injured hella early. And at that point, it was like, why even watch the game? <laughs> Seriously, I already knew our backup quarterback weren't going to do shit. We put he got hurt, and then we had McCaffrey. We had McCaffrey in there trying to throw for us. Like we were, I already knew that game was over. Yeah, when once once we knew he was officially out, and then once the backup was out, we were like, Pfft. yeah, I'm a rare your place, and we're just like, forget it, forget it. All right, well, there you have it. We're both picking Baltimore because we can't stand the Chiefs. Um, and then, obviously, Rudy's going with the Niners, and then I'm going with Detroit. Um, we'll we'll see how it pans out. I mean, either way, I think we're going to have two really good championship games. I'm really excited. Um, <clears throat> I think these are the matchups we do deserve. Granted, I would have preferred the Bills. But um, I don't know, man. It's going to be an interesting uh, championship weekend this Sunday. I'm really pumped, and uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see what that outcome is. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm ready, dude. <laughs> you ready to be hella excited or hella mad? Uh, I'm I'm prepared for both. So I'm ready for all the emotions. I'm ready for all the emotions. <laughs> I was going. I'm telling you, last week I went through all the emotions. Oh my god! I know it's. Uh, I can't wait. I, I know we're gonna meet up somewhere to watch this game, and oh, absolutely! It's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be a blast. So I'm. I'm super pumped with that. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, that's all I have for today. We talked about minimum wage. Talked about WWE. We talked about Dwayne Johnson, and then we obviously talked about our football picks and games. Um, anything else on your side there, Rudy? Nah, brother. It was, just, it was a pleasure, like always. I'm uh, ready. Sure was, sure was. So, obviously, stay tuned for um, – we'll be – I'll be posting a lot of stuff on the social media leading up to the game and on game day. Um, and then hopefully we'll be getting an episode. Well, depending on how it goes, we might have an episode that day. Uh, that would be kind of cool. <laughs> hey, dude, we've already seen what happens when we go – when we go, like, game day episode, when we go that same day after we're watching a game because that might have been one of our funniest ones. That was oh shit! You're right. You remember the Dallas the Dallas Niner one where we were yeah. your brother? Oh, bro, we were lit. 
So that was hilarious. So what we're saying is, if Niners win, we most likely okay, will have an episode that tuned, night, and it'll be fantastic. It might be hilarious. <laughs> if we, if the Niners don't win, it'll be a couple of days later because we may need to process that shit. Seriously, <laughs> we got to go through the stages, all the stages. We got to go through the stages of yeah, <laughs> the grief stages. Well, there you guys have it. Stay tuned. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm pumped, uh, and yeah. Until next time. All right, brother.